<laughs> yeah, you are. Well, howdy, howdy. <laughs> it is so good that you're here, my wifey. <laughs> did you know Did you know that this is episode 20 of the greatest podcast in the history of the universe? It is episode 20. Yes, it, it is. It is episode 20, and it's a big one. I mean, 20 episodes of the most riveting conversation anybody's ever heard. Do we have a special guest? We have an amazing guest today, everybody, for all of our listeners out there. Oh my goodness, we have a very awesome person today. One of our very own crazy crew members. It is morning prayer, Mateen Goodrow. What is going on, lady? Woohoo! Morning prayer in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Diggity dog, you're here. Let the party begin. (laughs) That's right. We can now commence with the party. (laughs) That's right. Did you say your last name right? Did you say Goodrow? That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, I well, that's, right. that's no, not I, the right way to say. It. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know how to say it right, Michelle. Let me let me try this. It's it's French, so it's uh, Goudreau. Oh, Goudreau. Okay. I, I don't. Uh, my name is Mateen Goodrow. I thought, but uh, I was wrong. It's Matinee Goudreau. Oh, oh. Matinee Goudreau. There you go. <laughs> You've already got it. <laughs> See, you know, I'm a quick study. I he tell really you what. Is. I I think he just really likes accents. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you introduce yourself nowadays? Do you go fancy or do you stay with your old school way of saying it? No, I I, I don't. But I catch my son sometimes explaining to people, uh, you know, what his last name is. And I'm like, Elijah, that's not how we say it. (laughs) Yeah, I keep the plain old Goodrow way. (laughs) Goodrow. Okay. So you don't you don't have like this split personality where sometimes I'm going out and i'm going to be matinegro wouldn't that be cool though that just gave me an idea max right (laughs) see this is what i do (laughs) inspiration that's right yeah you can dress differently you can be you can be a whole new person but but still be the same person because you can you can be like well i never changed my name it's the same (laughs) name i feel like Bax is going to be the one that needs to be embarrassed after this episode, not me. Oh, well, let's Why see what I, I can do. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, sweetie. Just... Machine, hello. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Okay, let's talk about TikTok. Let's just start with our typical, okay. how you got on TikTok, how, why you have your username and all of that. Okay, well, with coronavirus, um, me being in the house, it was it was pretty depressing, and uh, I wasn't on TikTok. I thought that was for for kids, <laughs> and um, I just decided on my own. Let me, you know, get off Facebook for a while. There was a lot of negative things, and my friends were fighting, and they had different political oppositions. And I said, you know, I don't want to be a part of this. I said, well, TikTok's nice. I could look, and nobody knows I'm there. I could watch videos and. I came across goats one day. I said, Uh well, I love animals. I said, who is this Cowboy Max guy? That's me. I started watching, and I'm going to be honest, from the first live that I saw, I was hooked from then on. Every day. I set my alarm. I'm I'm in California. I have to set my alarm at 5 o'clock to get my coffee, to get all locked in. And my friends are going, what are you doing? I said, well, Cowboy Max is on. I've got to log in to TikTok. <laughs> and we're so, city people. What else, would anybody what? Be, what else would anybody be doing at that time anyway? I mean, that's, oh, gosh. that's, that's the only thing I can think of. 
Right? I was in California, I remember, for two weeks when my sister had her baby. Right. And oof, I was, it was pretty rough trying to get up that early. But it was so life. worth it. It wasn't really it? was worth it. But yes, it was, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Some days I sleep in, but uh, not too often. <laughs> so um, uh, back to your question, morning prayer. Um, I, I, like I told you before, I do have a Bible and I do pray. But my name is Morning Prayer because Mateen Mamoya, which is my first name and middle name, it's Morning Prayer in Tahitian. Ooh. So uh, my mom, my mom named me after after some of my relatives, and so it's French, but it's also Tahitian. So my name is literally Morning Prayer, and a lot of people think like, "Oh, the Morning pr- Prayer ladies here, we better watch what we're gonna say." Yeah. <laughs> No, that can't be further from the truth. I mean, I do pray. I don't know if I do it in the mornings or how often. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not the this holier is... than thou one. I would like to be, but I'm not. <laughs> so, so we could be ourselves around you if we need to. Oh, <laughs> definitely. Please do. I'm just kidding. Well, we this don't. is amazing because this is the first time, babe, that we've ever had three guests on the show at one time. <laughs> we have Mateen, Matanay, and we have Morning Prayer. There's That's right. So many, so many personalities. I can see where the description of this podcast is going. <laughs> <laughs> there could be so many things right it's now. So I think many you're crafting things. it as we gab. Well, I have been thinking about something to talk about on this particular podcast because I think that our listeners need to know something about Mateen. And we have had conversation prior to this. Um, there was a time when I got a little sick. And Claire and Nick had to take over the podcast. And so Mateen and my wife, I think they oh, schemed right. together to do away with me, basically tried to off me because I think, you know, my wife, wifey tried to come and tell me, oh, Mateen and I have been talking and here's this really great remedy definitely is going to keep you from getting sick. I'm like, okay, great. Let's do this. I think she twisted words a little bit. She was trying to help you since you were sick. Well, I was sick. Yes. And I, but we didn't want to get even worse, you know? And so, but the reality though, what I found out was really, you guys were just trying to get rid of me, just trying to off me because we were trying to kill the the bacteria, not the oh, cowboy max. Are you sure it was I just promise. the bacteria in the team? Because my wife comes to me and she says, "Oh, this is a very special remedy that she has." And basically, what she did was take twenty or thirty garlic cloves, smushed them up, <laughs> and slapped them on some toast and said, "Babe, this is this is it. This is going to do it." I'm like. Being a trusting, <laughs> loving husband that I am, I'm oh. like, wifey, thank you so much for talking with Mateen and you guys trying to help me out. Folks, my stomach is still not the same. <laughs> Stop it. Michelle, oh. I told you put one garlic clove and you thought I, I meant the whole garlic flower Mateen, she or whatever. put the whole now. garlic patch in there. Now, now. The I whole deleted, garden. I don't delete any messages, so I'll have to fact check that one. <laughs> she said, I, I think she crushed up like eight or something and put on oh. toast. Oh, it, well, is it supposed to be like a half inch thick on the toast? I no, mean, it's supposed to just be cross? one little clove, one little tiny piece. Listen, listen, I was breathing fire for, for a month <laughs> afterwards. I'm like, 
I don't care how sick I am. It's fine. I'd rather be that sick but than what? Let's just say you did test negative for COVID. So she say could. Same thing. I think we found the cure for COVID. Yeah. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> and the, for a whole lot of things. It's, you know, maybe it's a good thing that my childbearing years are over Your or my child, child producing years <laughs> because it may have killed everything. Guys, and I'd like to take a moment, like, totally know that COVID is serious and I know a lot of people have Absolutely. lost family so we're only making light of the garlic and I'm sorry if that came across I, uh, <laughs> well we just have to make light of the fact that I'm lucky to be here today because of <laughs> well, the garlic yeah. yes. you survived the garlic I survived the garlic so give them a little bit get, give everyone a little bit of your background so they know why you suggested that tell us about your career well um, I'm, I'm, I'm a retired nurse and I spent a good portion of my career working on the trauma unit at Cedar sinai in LA, which is the hospital to all of the movie stars, entertainers, and all the crazy people. So we <laughs> had a real good mixture. And, uh, you know, after I retired, let's see, I've been in the medical field 30 years. I was in the medical field. And I'm retired now. So uh, I felt that I was knowledgeable enough to, you know, give Max a little bit of garlic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, knowledge or not, I got it. And I got a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. That was just a little misunderstanding between me and Michelle. That's all. That's all. You were a really good sport because you ate the whole piece of toast. Oh, boy. I thought, I thought that's, what, really that's what my wifey told me I needed to do. And I trust my wife. I love her. I'm like, she wouldn't want to hurt me. But I, I second guess that. Oh, it was fine. It was probably very tasty. And I was jealous you got bread. You got garlic toast. Didn't you put honey as well or something? Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) No, no, I don't even. I mean, it was a whole lot of garlic and a baby little bit of toast. That was was what it was. And 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 your fever was gone really fast. (laughs) I didn't have a choice. Was, uh, was, anyway, but anyway. For, for all the listeners, we are definitely not making light of COVID. We've all been vaccinated. I have had several people, especially here in California, that have had COVID and it, it's, it's very serious and I take it very seriously. So we're not by any means making light of the COVID situation, but the garlic is really funny. That Max actually ate <laughs> yes, all eight cloves. I couldn't even believe it. But you were already eating it. We couldn't stop you. You're on a but roll. You, but you know what this really means, Mateen? There are not many people out there in this world that could handle eating all eight cloves of garlic. I mean, <laughs> it takes a tough, tough ombre to do that. One tough cowboy. That's why That's you figured exactly you didn't need honey. Right. Honey's a chase. Yeah, who needs honey? That's that's for weaklings, you know. Come on now. Oh, tell you what. What what? <laughs> I tell you. I tell her all the time how tough I am. So, are you talking to your puppies? Yeah, my dog wants to chime in on the podcast. You know, he's going, Are those the goat people? You know, he's running over here. <laughs> so, tell us about your dogs. So, I, I have that. a husky named Luna who is uh, thinks she's human. Mm-hmm. And she's very smart. And then I have a, a little Chawini, and he's not so smart. And then uh, <laughs> I have an old, old man that's half poodle, half chihuahua, and he has like no teeth. He's 14 years old. And he limps around like he's just so decrepit. And then you break out a treat, and he's jumping in the air, three feet in the air. Like, yeah. oh, I think he's trying to fool us, like, feel sorry Wait. for me, give me more treats, you know? That's uh-huh. a smart dog right there. Yeah. He forgets. 
And we had a ferret, which we rescued her because they're illegal in California. But They are? Um, oh, yeah. Um, just two states. are It's California and one other state. They're completely illegal, but um, she didn't have anywhere. She moved from another state. And so I had my ferret for a good two years. And one day she got out and ran away. Uh, and everybody ooh. that I talk to that has a ferret, their ferret runs away. I said, well, they're slick. They get under doors. They get, you know, they're very, wow. uh, they're very crafty little creatures. And uh, she ran away and I never found her again. So is that why they're illegal? Because they escape so often and they're like an invasive species? Yeah. I, think they'll, I think they'll kill um, something that is natural here. Like, I don't know what. I know they kill snakes, but um, they're, they don't want them populating out into the, you know how we have like, yeah. a lot of stray wild cats? They don't want a bunch of wild ferrets running around. So ah. something about California doesn't want ferrets. You can rescue that one. Is... You can't purchase one here and bring it here. But if if you rescue one, it, you're not going to go to jail. But you can't buy one and bring it here. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I thought. Wow. But that's that is as far a... as besides the animals and my my son, um, who's a senior this year, who just had prom the other night. Um, it's it's just us. And I moved. I I was born and raised in the L.A. area. And then when I changed from the medical profession over to the psych field, I moved to work at one of the prisons in Central California. And that's where I worked until I retired. And I worked with the criminally insane, which uh, I was brave. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, I'm done with people. How about animals? <laughs> it yeah. was a very <laughs> difficult job. Um, Tell us what you'd have to do. Well... Okay, when there's the criminally insane, instead of keeping them in cells, we house them in dorms. And so it would be me and another girl working the whole night shift with 50 men that are all criminally insane that are walking around. By yourself? Just me and the other girl. And Uh. the only thing we would have is an alarm. So if we were attacked, we can hit an alarm and we'd have a, a rape whistle. But that's all the defense we had. Wow. Um, so Mateen, have- did you feel like you were adequately protected in oh, that yeah. situation? Those, I'm just going to be honest. Those men were afraid of me. Really? Okay. Good. Yeah. I I'm had to, you have that. to walk around with authority or, you know, they'll, what they'll do is they'll, they look for victims. So if you're not a victim, you're not on their prey list. So Ooh. you have to not be prey and you have to wow. be able to have them all line up, tuck in their shirts make sure they have the proper shoes. I had to escort them down to the chow hall. I would have to verbally give commands and they would, they would have to listen. And then if there was a fight, I would have to grab them and break it up. If there's a riot, I got to get in there and break it up. Um, Because it's for the mentally unstable, the correctional officers are not allowed to put hands on them. Just us because we're psych nurses that are trained. So unless we were, our lives were in danger, they wouldn't intervene. Wow. So that's why you'd have your whistle. So they could come in if they were attacking you. Right. And the alarm that we have, an alarm, it lights up where we're at. So all the lights in the whole um, building will have a line of red lights along the ceiling leading right to where we are. So people running oh, wow. to the alarm will know our location. Because they could have wow. drug us into a broom closet. 
So they need to know where we're at. So it was like a traffic and an alarm. But I've never been assaulted. Uh, People have been assaulted there. But uh, if you don't have knowledge, street knowledge, you can't Uh deal with these uh, institutionalized criminals. So the people that would run into trouble would be people that didn't know how to deal with them. Mm. So I would say you get somebody that maybe the culture is so far different. Maybe they come from another country and they decide to go into nursing and then they would go into the incarcerated field and they don't know how to communicate with thugs. You have to kind of know how to talk to them. Okay. So we've mentioned that we're watching criminal minds and Mm -hmm. I know people are probably disgusted that we're watching that, but we're kind of intrigued. This is how we relax. I'm an ID channel kind of girl. (laughs) Okay. So you get it. Um, I keep hearing about this ID channel and I don't think I've ever seen it, but. Oh, you've got to get it. uh, Yeah. Um, Are these the kind of people like the unsubs from Criminal Minds? Is this who we could see there? Oh yeah. That, that disturbed, that awful. Oh yeah. More disturbed. Uh, More disturbed. More like Silence of the Lambs. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, yuck. I mean wow. as as far as the mind can stretch um, and you know this is, is not a funny story but it is there was one guy who liked to garden so I'd take him out to courtyard you know everything's locked up so I'd open the courtyard and he'd plant flowers and, and succulents and you know every day I'd take him out there and finally another staff member said hey Mateen why don't you go read his chart and I'm like that guy you know why do I need to read his chart just go read his chart. So I go open his chart and I'm not saying names or any details that that'd be hip. Yeah. But I read his chart and he was a movie star. Christian Slater was driving through the Tahunga canyons and saw this huge guy dragging a girl by her ankle into a cave. And he pulled over and called 911. And when they, when the police arrived, he had three girls. He was like the, the not the hillside strangler but something that bizarre and this oh, is the wow. guy that I would take out to courtyard by myself every day and let him go plant flowers and I'm thinking to myself are you there wait yeah you, I'm sorry wait, wait. Uh, that's when some... oh. go ahead I'm here okay we heard and you were thinking to yourself and then we cut out for a second oh because my phone rang and I had to click off um, I oh, was thinking okay. to myself, okay. I should probably be reading more charts yeah. because <laughs> yeah. I didn't like yes. to really read their their crimes because being a nurse, you want to deal with the medical problem or the psych problem. And if you prejudge them based on their crime, it's kind of hard to provide care because oh. I wasn't a correctional okay. officer, but I, what I was was a, a nurse slash state counselor slash correctional officer all rolled into one wow see I, she does have multiple personalities i, I do I, so I, so who was there which we're also not making fun of was it health was it martine <laughs> was it matinee or was it morning prayer no no they needed a prayer in the morning when i was oh. <laughs> it was definitely morning prayer <laughs> definitely max that was morning prayer but, i got um, you see i'm telling you it's it you just you got to pick and choose which one is handling the situation? Hey, I can. I have three to go from. But, you know, I would say it's um, when I talk to police officers, they say they wouldn't do my job. It's too dangerous. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So that's how much more dangerous it is because every single person you're working with is dangerous. When you're a street officer, some people are good, some people are bad. Uh, you get a mix. But when you're in there, you know uh, yeah. that they're bad. Very, very bad. And I oh, like wow. the fact that they have them locked up and they're never going to let them out. Yeah. Well, thank and you somebody, for the work somebody's you did. Do the job. Um, when I retired, we're considered safety. So I'm right there with the fire department, the police officers. My job classification is safety under the safety umbrella. We keep California safe. Wow. Yes, very tough, much so. A, thank a very, you. A very tough, tough nurse. So yeah. How, why did you get out? Or, was it just time, or you burnt out? Was... No, I um, I actually, uh, it's called a takedown. So we have to take somebody down to the ground and do a wall containment or floor containment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hurt my back, which happens. So when I went to the the doctors and they ordered a CAT scan, they were looking at my spine and looking at my spine, they found kidney cancer. Oh. Mm. And once they removed half my kidney and then, you know, um, the state decided um, you're a liability to be back there now because of your condition. So they retired me against my will. Mm. Wow. But it's for the best um, because it really wasn't a good environment. I made the best out of it, but uh, nobody, it's not pleasant for anybody to be back there with those guys. Yeah. How long were you there? I was there five years. Wow. And so would you say this takedown might have saved your life because you found the kidney cancer? Most definitely. All the doctors wow. say they caught it stage two and they said that if you have kidney cancer and it goes to the point to where you have symptoms, it's already terminal. Oh, so it shows all over. So I wasn't supposed to go anywhere yet. God decided wow. that it wasn't my time. I love that. So wow, later on, when all this came you know, to, to my knowledge at first I was so mad. Like, why did I get hurt? I was working a double. I was making so much money today. And you know, they're willing me out in a wheelchair and I'm, it was my money day. And they said, you know, you've got, you can't walk, you know, you've got to go to the doctors. Yeah. And I, and I fought them for a couple of years trying to get back in. And then when they, you know, said, no, we've got, you know, go ahead and take the kidney out. And it took some years to look back and say, wow, that was actually a saving grace moment you know yeah and you were meant to have that job and then wow I I guess because if I was still working in the emergency room I probably wouldn't have had an injury and I they wouldn't have been looking at my spine so they would never they wouldn't have found ah that's incredible Mateen take us back to like you were in the emergency you were working the emergency room or as a nurse and doing your thing and where was this transition that all of a sudden you decide to go and work in this uh with the criminally insane did that a choice you made did they offer that to you how'd that work out well i was working as a a lower level nurse so i was working as a nurse more like an in-house emt and then at 30 i got pregnant with my son and so i stayed home for three years as a single mom and I'm looking at this kid and I go, you know, I got to go back to school. I need, I need to be able to raise him appropriately. So I went to school for four years and went into nursing. And when I graduated as a single mom, four years later, this, I, I put in for every place in the state of California to work. I knew the state jobs were the good jobs. This facility happened to pick me up first. They were the first ones. Mm. I wanted to go to Napa 
figured they have great wine there. You know, that'd be a nice yeah, thing. Right? <laughs> but this place picked me up first and I just took it because as a single mom, a good state, good paying job. I, I took the first job that came along. Now they don't tell you the population of clients until you're sitting in orientation. Oh boy. <laughs> if they told you ahead of time, you probably wouldn't take the job. Did you ever second guess it? Before, I mean, at that particular moment in the orientation, you're like, oh boy, what have I got myself into? Well, I did, but I had already relocated um, uh-huh. 200 miles away from home. Mm-hmm. I had already, you know, I'd already moved. And uh, so what I told myself is after my year, I'd do a lateral transfer and get out of here. And then it just okay. didn't happen. I just kept working and working and working and my son started doing really good in the school system out here. And I said, well, for him, I'll stay. Yeah. There you go. Huh. And so, yeah, so- it's a long, long, long story. But, yeah, I wound up uh, staying here because I don't live in the big city anymore. I'm in a little itty-bitty town with, like, three gas stations, two grocery stores. Whole town closes down at 9, 10 o'clock. Everything shuts down. Um, not my normal environment. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. kind of sounds nice. pretty fantastic. It's it's nice to not be around all the people when I go back home. It's so crazy you can't even find a parking spot in the parking lot for a grocery store. Like um so what, Tim You're talking Tim, about LA? Yes. Tim Tim lives out there. He yeah. will he will tell you that it's a lot of people, a lot of traffic, a lot of people. And um out here it's nice and slow pace where I live now. And do you prefer that? I do, but another thing, um, out here out in Arizona and in Colinga, where I live, they have something called valley fever. It's a spore that's in the dirt, and the wind picks it up, and you could breathe it in. Well, what? <laughs> it, um, they didn't tell me about that either, and after being out here for eight years and going through the kidney surgery, and um, I get really deathly ill, and I went septic. And when they're testing me, they tell me that I'm positive for valley fever. And it got went into my lung from the wind. And it like kind of like hatches. It's a fungus. And it took over my whole lung. And I went septic and I almost didn't make it. What? <laughs> and so okay. people in Arizona beware because it's only Central Cali and Arizona that has this spore. And they don't talk about it very much. Is it so? This is a whole new thing for me to worry about. It really is. <laughs> oh, you drove through a... here, didn't you? Oh no! Oh no! I did, stop. and I stopped at the gas stop station. Stop, And here's the, the thing. Out. Here's the uh-huh. thing about Valley Fever. Um, a lot of people have simply stopped and got gas oh, and boy, breathed in go. a spore. <laughs> but here's the good thing: if you had it, you would know because you get sick, and it's called Valley Fever because you get really high fevers. Wow. So okay. the bad thing is once you have it, you have it for life. It could come back anytime. They, you know, we they... better start growing garlic. Holy moly. <laughs> Man. Oh, but um, everybody really should, should know about this. So that way, if you're in these areas, you don't stop and get out. And if you do, you wear a mask <laughs> because the mask is too big to go. Th- the spore is too big to go through the mask. Well, how do people live out there? Well, they just walk around with no mask and they chance it. 
the heck? They all have valley fever. <laughs> this is a thing you could just walk around and breathe in. Oh yeah, fever. you should look at you should look at valley fever because um I've been in California my whole life. I've never heard of it. And then when I moved out here, they don't tell you right away until <laughs> you know some people that get it. And then they go, Oh, if you relocated out here for work, it's a workers' comp injury. I'm like, What? Like what you guys world? didn't tell me that it's in the air. Have you ever watched that movie? Um the happening where the wind blows and the air is killing people off called the happening no no we haven't seen i better not watch it either it's a scary movie (laughs) and it reminds me i'm sure some of the listeners know what the happening is and it's the it's the guy from um uh footloose uh what's his name kevin bacon bacon yeah he's in it and it's called the happening and when the wind kicks up it carries something to kill people and it makes the people go crazy and, and kill themselves. <laughs> but it, the Valley fever doesn't make you do that, but it reminded me of that. Cause now when the wind blows, I want to close my door, you know? And I'm like, Oh, I already have Valley fever. I'm good. Well, Elijah, I have to watch him because um, if you already have, he has a, uh, he had asthma when he was a baby, he, he, out, he outgrew it. But we've got to be really careful. So whenever the wind's blowing, we roll up the windows when we're driving. And I close my vent. And we hold our breath to go through a dust cloud. Wow. Because wow. It's, it's in the dust. It's a heavy spore, so it gets picked up in the wind. And then it sets. It doesn't just stay floating in the air. You have this to be really like, unlucky. This sounds like such a wonderful place to live. <laughs> move and then there's like a hundred thousand heads of cattle because harris <laughs> ranch is here and it, so it smells like cow poop and they go oh that's the smell of money and i'm like no it's not but you know and so <laughs> someone after, else's money right after watching bill and ted i drove by these cows for years and i finally said that's it i'm gonna stop and say hi to the cows right <laughs> it was so sad i sent pictures to helen because she loves cows but this, mm-hmm. the cows did not look all happy like Bill and Ted. They look like, lady, get me out of here. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm not going to, these are not Cowboy Max's animals. I'm not going to stop and say hi to them anymore. They, were, <laughs> they look so sad. A hundred thousand heads of cattle in there. So That's they all started, I had Luna in the car, my husky. So I get out and I'm like, oh, I'm going to show Luna the cows. And they all started, and they started walking up. And then all, now I'm afraid for my dog's life. I don't know why I thought cows would kill my dogs because they didn't. They wouldn't. But I just instantly was afraid, like, put her back in the car, put her back in the car. They were oh, very, no. they were, they let me pet them and they came up to the, to the, the bar. They have bars that are keeping them in this big old place. But there were so many, they were peeking up over each other and they Aww. just, they just looked stressed. Aww. Bill and Ted <laughs> looked so healthy, like big old Whoa. puppies. They're super stressed because they're like, we shouldn't be breathing right now. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm we're going to get sick. Do animals catch this yellow, for- <laughs> yellow fever? Um, yellow fever? Yes, valley fever. Um, two of my dogs died from valley fever. Oh, awesome. Okay, move. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm actually, um, I'm going to Hawaii next month and I'm looking for a place for me and my son to live. He can go to college in Hawaii. Well, Whoa. there you go. What yeah. a deal. I want nature and animals and waterfalls and snorkeling and, and that I want I want to live there. I want to every day I want it to be a vacation. I'm retired. Why not, right? 
Well, you better check you well. for local breeding spores, though, like lava. <laughs> they're lava, only in Arizona. Lava long. And, and lava long. They're not lava anywhere long. else. And I found <laughs> out that the reason why they're here is because this was all underwater at one time. So it's actually a spore that belongs under the sea. It's not even supposed to be in the air. Oh. And now she wants to go get okay, closer to the sea. She is super fascinating right now. Right? The, the, the sea spores on land, the ferrets. Oh, the crazy people. The, yeah. the multiple personalities. Right? I'm going mean, to declare this riveting indeed. This is riveting conversation. <laughs> it really I tell is. you every episode we have riveting conversation. I know. This is definitely good stuff. I mean... We have staff. Oops, now, now you know why when I called Michelle that one time we were on the phone till I think the sun went down. I don't know. <laughs> I know you were plotting my demise. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, I had to get her to trust me before she could <laughs> give you the yeah, garlic. So, so you have spent a lot of time in a place that with people who who are experts at getting getting you to trust them and bad, you know, that's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, it's scary, but um you're you're safe. It was just garlic. I promise. Thank you. And well, you know, thank the, you. the funny thing about garlic is that when they test me for valley fever, I don't know if you know what um, UC Davis is, but they're the research um, university slash hospital. They right. can't find valley fever in my system, but you keep it for life. So now they're studying me, and they're like, "What did you do different?" And you know what I told them, Max? I ate garlic every day. <laughs> now they're looking into garlic. They know it has oh. healing properties, but they're thinking the garlic killed the fungus to the point where it's undetectable in my system. Oh, well, there's no, doubt. there's no doubt. It'll kill something. I just didn't remember <laughs> when we talked. Yeah. But oh, the breathing issue, just breathing it in. I know. Okay. Right? There's just okay, so many let's things. Let's get to happier. Let's get okay, to happy, so happy time. Deadly topic. That's right. Mateen, what is your favorite animal on our ranch? Who is you it? You know, of course, my favorite is the most troublemaker of all. That would be the dude. <laughs> I dude, love yeah. the fact that he's so mischievous. And yeah, I never laughed yeah. so hard when he let the alpacas and Bill and Ted out. And they were hopping around like they were so happy. That was <laughs> the funniest thing. And how he closed the gate back. He didn't. He let Gretchen right? out, but not everybody else out. That's creepy, right? He's pretty crafty. He had it. Yeah, he out. is. I'm just sad that everyone wasn't on that particular episode because that those of us that were on that really stands out. Was, that was hilarious. It was pretty historic. It was. Oh, it, was, it was. And he is just too smart because he had to go through a whole a whole nother pin to get out. Yes. Oh, yes. And he He's shut very, the gate behind him. He didn't like right? the pigs. He didn't want the pigs out. He's <laughs> like, he's like, I'm selective with who I'm gonna let out. Yeah, he's like, come on, you... Gretchen and the alpacas, and you know, and Bill and Ted, let's go, let's run them up. Yes. Uh, oh, that was funny. Okay, it, it is. That's a good one. Okay, so yeah, the dude is pretty cool. Who, it, what, do you have a second place? Uh, Curly. Oh, the Curly is so cute. Every time he's on, I tell my son. Look at look at Curly, and he goes, "Mom, I've seen Curly before. He's 19, you know." And I go, but look, he's like a dog. He's following Max, and he goes, "I know, Mom. Everybody knows about me and my TikToks. Like, leave me alone when I'm on my TikTok. You know, <laughs> I'm watching the animals. They're, you know, the, the there's more goats being born. I think I've watched every single live <laughs> birth that you had on TikTok. I I was there. 
Well, as long as you get to see it all the way through, sometimes, you know, we get cut off and you can't see it. So. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. Though, though I think some, I think people are doing that on purpose. They're waiting right for that moment to, we, we wait for hours and then, oh, Ew. I'm going to, I'm going to band you right now. Right when we That's all a good it. point. I That's think that it's, it's deliberate. Well, the last person that got on, she got pretty huffy right before. Or I he. have her name. I, I, I screenshotted her name. <laughs> Watch out. I just yeah, didn't and I know. Love- I said, what do I do now that I have her name? I just, <laughs> I, like, I don't know what to do. I have her name. It's not doing me any good. I thought, you know, I could report her and I'm like, they don't care. TikTok doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times we, we say like what the animals are for. They're for grazing. They're, we're not eating but still people are going to be upset and pop in just at the right moment without, you know, hearing all the good details. Don't and have the, I don't have the context. Clues. But Mateen, the last time you got banned, right, leading up to that, she was really trying to, you were trying to let people know, you know, what, what was going on. And you were so sweet because there were what 50, almost 1500 people on. And she was like letting people, people know about the coffee launch. And it was just so nice. <laughs> so I know. I, I wanted to say, and by the way, I do not make any money off the proceeds from cowboy Max. Coffee. <laughs> I was spamming it in the chat. I was like, Ooh, 1500 customers. Cowboymax.coffee.com. <laughs> and I kept putting it over and over again. And I go, the regular crazy crew is going to be like, what is she up to? Because I am writing it a lot. <laughs> But I couldn't no. help myself. 1,500 people. I had to get the word out. <laughs> I was one of the people that got a saddle box. So yes. I wasn't just blowing you know, hot air. I had tasted the coffee. And I'm, I drink coffee about five to eight cups a day. So I know nice. my coffee. Hey, I can up my intake. <laughs> yeah, doing, we're only, we're only. She's normal. She's exactly. That. Well, exactly. The, do- the doctor told me that I can't count coffee as fluid. Because I was like, oh, I drink a lot of fluid. Coffee a day. And he goes, no, no, for every cup of coffee you drink, you have to drink two cups of water because it, it takes away from the fluid in your body instead of oh, adding. No. Yeah, it's oh, no. It's boy. a diuretic. Oh, it's boy. a diuretic. How about that? Oh, Sorry. now we're talking about diarrhea. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the topic of, that's um, going to be the name of the podcast. Diarrhea. There you- <laughs> we're not talking about diarrhea. <laughs> Deadly spores and diarrhea. That's right. Deadly spores and diarrhea. See what happens oh, when might, you get we, really insane. When you get a nurse just- slash psych nurse, crazy <laughs> Californian, you know, what are you going to do? That's right. You never know what you're going to get. Hey, there's a question that I've been waiting to ask you guys because I didn't want to offend anybody. So before I ask you, I want you to know that me and my son were biracial. So when I ask this question, only because Nick reminds me of my son so much that I know in my heart of hearts that he's biracial, but nobody's asked that question. So does Nick have like one white parent, one black parent? He does. Yes. I knew his mom is white and his dad is black. And it's so funny. We laugh about that a lot at the house because, um, you know, they'll be looking at the lives and people will pop on that don't know and say, is he your son? Is, 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 is he tan? You know, yep. someone the other day <laughs> wants to know if he was tan. And Nick is so funny. He doesn't get offended by anything. He's- no, he, usually we don't. Me and my son, we're both, uh, my dad's white and my mom's Native American and African American. And then my son's father is all of those plus Italians. So we're so used to people asking us questions that we're very open about it. I yeah. don't get offended, but I was afraid that 
if I asked in a chat, I might offend other people and they <laughs> might not even know I'm biracial too. So yeah. I yeah. feel like to clear it up for everybody who's wondering, Nick's biracial. <laughs> <laughs> you finally did it, Mateen. They all know I it. got it out there because I there know people go. are thinking it. But yes, oh, we all know it. And we la- like seriously, we laugh all the time. So when someone asked the other day if he was tan, it, it was an innocent question. I mean, you probably couldn't even tell he was sitting in the back seat and it was far <laughs> away. But um, I said, why don't you guys just start saying? And they didn't want to make the viewers uncomfortable that were asking. <laughs> right. and Nick doesn't care. I mean, right. he's very proud of of being biracial. Of his both. As am I. Yeah. We're really comfortable talking about race. It's other people who are not. So we don't want to make other people uncomfortable. And so I have a notebook and I'm like, ask Nick's nationality. Right <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me of my son's 19. And my son looks very similar. I think I've showed you guys pictures. Very similar to Nick. Not like features like their brothers, but coloring and hair texture and a lot of yeah. that sort of thing. So I was like, that's a fellow biracial person right there. But <laughs> I didn't want to say it and upset anybody. And so I didn't want them no. to say I said, let me do it when they can hear me. And they can see, like, look, he's one of my people. It's okay. <laughs> you, can, you can ask. <laughs> but it's such a touchy subject right now that you have to be very careful, uh, you know, when you're talking about race. But I like being biracial because I don't have to fit in one box or the other. I could just be me with no pressure. Yes, it's, nice. it's really nice. Oh, yeah. Um, what was I just gonna say with that? Shoot, I don't know. Maybe so much, you were breathing in some spores and it got to your brain. <laughs> maybe <laughs> through the phone, you stopped, you stopped somewhere that maybe you picked up something. Oh, it's Bakersfield. I, someone asked just very bluntly one time on the live, Why is your son black? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, well, because Claire Nick saw that and just ignored it, but it was a uh, yeah, he does not care at all. He's so awesome. And <laughs> I noticed that uh, everybody that I know that it could be a mix of any two races. It doesn't matter what. We're a lot more laid back about race. Other people tend to be kind of uptight about mm-hmm. it or they feel overly defensive, like they have to defend us when we're really okay. Yeah. You know, we're really happy in our skin. We like we like having a permanent tan. It's kind of cool. I, I have told Nick that so many times. I have a permanent albino leg. Like glow in the dark. My my legs are so white. Yep. And we're I'm, looking at them right now. Yeah. It, it's shiny in here. I have my jammy pants shiny. on already and I have uh, pulled up to my knees and it they are <laughs> they're beautiful. Well, you know what I you know what I say? All the colors in the rainbow are beautiful. <laughs> there you so, go. You know, if you have alabaster skin, wear it proudly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. It is um, what it I is. remember when my kids were little, we worked really hard at, you know, not wanting them to be racist at all. And care. And so I thought at the time, we thought at the time, not to mention like, he's black, he's Native American, anything like that. Just people are people. Right. And I read this parenting book that my, well, it was a book about all kinds of things, but how important it is to discuss race and to tell your kids about that. Because 
um, you know, they'll put a whole bunch of uh, white kids in a room and, and Nick likes to be called black. I don't know. Do you like to be called African-American and white? No. Or what do you say? No, I'm biracial. Okay. Just biracial. Because I don't, I don't feel like it's right to deny one of my parents. And, okay. yeah. um, and it's also, it's not just uh, a race. It's also a culture. So Mm -hmm. it it has a lot to do with the culture you were brought up in. And I was literally brought up in both cultures. So I'm I'm mixed culturally and racially because I have friends that identify more with being African-American and they're Caucasian. It's because their culture were the way they were raised, maybe in that type of environment. And uh, I was raised literally half and half. So if I was to say I'm just one, I would be denying the other. But everybody, every, they, every, people are, depends. Like say, if somebody wants to be identified as African-American, even though they have a white parent, that's their personal choice. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's a very individual thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if, if you know that Mariah Carey is also half and half. And she's had therapy because she said being mixed is so hard. She cries. It's so hard. And I'm like, lady, you're rich. You can sing and you're beautiful. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who cares what nationality you are? But some people have a really hard time. They don't feel like they're black enough or white enough to exactly. fit in. But I don't yep. want to fit in. I just want to be me. Love it. That's great. Well, in that study that they did with, with little kids, they had um, kids grouped by their um, race. Right, And they said, put the, and they had a whole mixed deck of cards of people's faces and said, put the good people, the good guys in one pile and the bad guys in the other. And they put all of like all the white kids, put the white people in the good pile. And so you have to teach them not to do that because it's the default. It's just the natural thing to to think people like you are the good guys. Well, it was a society type generational hand-me-down type thing. It was kind of a stereotypical thing. Let's say when I was born in the 70s, it wasn't as bad, but let's go back further. And it was like um, they stereotyped by looks. And so Mm -hmm. we had to reprogram people to learn that you have good and bad in all races. It's not not one race is bad and one race is good. It's not one profession's bad and one's good. You have good and bad in everything and everything so um i think that if you have children that aren't exposed to other nationalities you're going to want to educate them if you have uh children in a school system where everybody's all mixed up then i i think they learn on their own that there's good and bad yeah so so it really depends on um the environment that your kids brought up in and uh, it's not just with um let's say you're raising your family and everybody's Caucasian and they have this idea of what African-Americans are or whether they're good or bad. But if on the flip side, if you have all African-American family and they live in an environment where races, they have stereotypical ideas of what Caucasian people are. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been in a position to educate both sides because I'm right down the middle and I just kind of set everybody straight. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I'm like, well, let me educate you a little bit on this. 
Well, thanks for being brave enough to ask. <laughs> and I wish we should have pulled Nick in here. I think he's here with Claire. We should have pulled him in on this conversation. But, right. Yeah. Like, Nick, We've... you got to listen to the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, and anyone that doesn't know, Nick is our daughter's boyfriend. And our, we always say one of our bonus sons. So he's, he's part of the, the family. Nicest, nicest guy. I watch Nick and then I yell at my son get in here and do the dishes or clean the yard or do something <laughs> i said these lazy city kids and i said look what these kids are doing they, they have they have a trailer they have their own grazing contract they're building <laughs> and i can't even get you to do dishes i'd be well, ashamed of yourself <laughs> i don't know how much our kids love doing dishes either no. <laughs> it's much more much more fun to work with goats than it is to do dishes that's for sure yeah everyone likes to do max's jobs more than my jobs. <laughs> oh i bet oh oh i forgot because we're really getting into time here there's a question that i had to ask you michelle because max likes to let us believe that you don't cook at all except for <laughs> what? Well, except for cookies you make the best cookies but, but oh, wifey, wifey's got a hot hot lunch for me. Right, wifey, oh, yeah. all the time, little little innuendos. And I said, and how, ask and Michelle if she cooks. <laughs> and how can I be cooking when I am so passionately moderating his lives? <laughs> I mean, what does he expect from me? The font Wait, is so small you... in those lives, and I there are so many new people, and I want them to feel welcome because it's just fun that people pop in. You tell me all the time how I am not a good multitasker, and that the fact that you are a good multitasker. So I would just well, I mean, automatically assume that while you're moderating and being amazing on the live, you would just be making me this amazing lunch as well. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So the, the question is, Michelle, do you cook? I do cook. I, that, I Max? The whole world I, do I Max? cook, Max? <laughs> she does cook and she everybody cooks Everybody well. knows. I cleared it up for everybody. Who Thank you. Michelle <laughs> does not cook. Max does all the yard work, the the animal work and the housework and the Christmas tree work and the, the yeah. <laughs> now the truth is out. Michelle yes. does cook. Thank you very well, much. Well, wait a minute though. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Not to, hold on, Matinee Goudreau. <laughs> wait just a moment. Now we said that she cooks. We right. did. And we I, did. and I'm going to admit to that, but I'm just not going to admit to how often. <laughs> Well, I didn't ask that part. Though. <laughs> see, see, so did we really clear anything up? You know, I don't know. Since COVID, I we have cooked. Okay, We're I have cooked more than ever before because we weren't going out at all. Right. I mean, we still yeah. haven't been. We haven't eaten in a restaurant yet, but we've we've gotten we've got takeout, takeout occasionally, yeah. not even weekly. Really. Right, right, right. But yes, there's been a lot of cooking that goes. There on. has been a lot of cooking. Yes, I have been. I've been working myself to the bone. I've been outside making work and doing oh, all of the chores and, no and doing all the projects. That, and then I'll come in here and you, you have me cooking you dinner. Uh, I will admit that <laughs> often we do make dinner together. Yes. I will give nice. you credit on that. So, yes. I'll, you know. I'll so, Max, so me. far I'm seeing, Max, you only cook on Fridays. That's all well, the evidence I have is Friday mornings. Well, I don't know about that. You know, here's a fun fact about Max. He doesn't like to get his fingers dirty. So if there's like chicken or he just doesn't like to no. touch it. Let's just, we, we just have to, it, there's, there's levels of, of things that I don't like on my hands or whatever. But like dirt any, being, my, my hands being dirty is fantastic. Any animal oozing, any all of that's, cysts. 
or birthing. Oh, that's fine. But do not make the man touch chicken. Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to do the raw chicken. Or sticky, anything sticky food. He doesn't want that. You don't like that. Well, we'll just get him some gloves and he can just go on in there and get to working on that. That's a good idea. We'll fix that right away for you, Michelle. How have I never thought of getting gloves for him? <laughs> Latex gloves. There you go, Max. Your hands stay clean. Ta-da. Uh, <laughs> Look, he's going, maybe Mateen was not the best podcast guest after all. They're, they're getting up on me. <laughs> what, what other fun questions do you have for us? I'm loving this. Let's see. Um, oh, I know. The, the crazy crew reunion. And if you don't set something up, we're all going to show up to Pumpkin Patch. All two hundred and fifty thousand of us. <laughs> so we should probably discuss that, so you don't have a bunch of guests. Well, I would say I love our pumpkin patch. It's really cute, but it's the most crazy, crazy time of the year for us, and we couldn't enjoy you guys. So I would hate that would be the time that you guys would come to see us. It's right. just we're we're not ourselves like I well you're very we don't busy. even get groceries and we're scraping to try to find I mean I know it sounds dramatic but we're really crazy during that time so and our patch is little it's not like a it's very cute Max I love it cool. so it's, it's not the like, greatest in the universe yeah. <laughs> but it's not like travel hundreds of miles to come see it kind of patch it's it's a cute little it's great for the, it's great for our local community yeah. and and it's not a good time if we want to socialize with people because we are, like I said, we are going a thousand different directions at right. once and trying to manage everything because there is a lot of working parts that go into it. Plus the fact that we're almost zombie-like because we're so exhausted. Right. In <laughs> well, my head. Well, perfect... in, the, in the future, like after the pumpkin patch and after we get COVID under control, we have to arrange because there's a lot of us. I don't know if your little town could handle all the people that would show up. (laughs) (laughs) The restaurants would be booming. I mean, there would be, we'd be pitching tents out somewhere. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like in my ideal world, like what I've envisioned and told Max, we could kind of almost treat it like a, a family reunion kind of scenario where we have different act, you know, like it's a long weekend and we have different activities and. Oh yeah. And we could sell camp. shirts. We could sell cowboy Mac shirts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we could have a campfire and, a, you know, volleyball game and. Oh yeah. That would be so fun. Feed the animals. And we could not do any of that if it's like everyone coming out for the pumpkin batch. Right. Plus, I'd be like so self-conscious and nervous that people are thinking I traveled all this way to see this little patch. And I mean, it's really cute, but we'll even tell people that live, you know, three hours away from the patch when they call like, oh, it's cute. But I don't know if you want to. Well, she tells people that I tell them, come on, let's come go. On down. Well, the oh, thing is that I don't think people would be going for the pumpkin patch. I think people just would really like to meet you guys and here's why and i know everybody tells you this this past year has been so hard for everybody and through all these dark times we happen to find this bright spot in our lives and it's cowboy max michelle and the wades and the 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 ranch and i think it's just to meet you and to show you in person how much we appreciate you guys because I don't think you intended on 
going out and touching all these people's lives. I think that Max started this TikTok and it kind of formed and it just kind of grew and you guys were in the center of it and you guys have provided a happy place for us where a lot of us have a lot of uh, hard, dark times, a lot of hardship, a lot of rough spots. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's just the appreciation because I would travel all the way from California and I would do it to go and meet everybody because behind the scenes I've, I've been messaging two of the crazy crew members one's having a medical issue and one is um, making something for me she makes something her craft and I'm talking to them and I would have never known them if it wasn't for you so behind the scenes we kind of communicate amongst and show support for each other and and we wouldn't have that if it wasn't for you bringing us together so <laughs> I feel like it's something that we need to do, but I just didn't want everybody showing up on your pumpkin patch day. Surprise! <laughs> and, yeah. You know, and so I just wanted to kind of put it out there so it's been discussed where, you know, not just on a chat feed, you know, um, yeah. to where it's like, okay, in the future, guys, we will, you know, in the future, we'll, we'll get something together where we can actually get to know each other and enjoy each other's company. Yeah, we... I really appreciate you doing that, bringing that up because we, like you said, I had no idea. And there was, well, there was never any of this. I had, I just did not have an idea, any idea that one, that people would care and would be interested. And then that we would form this giant community of people. Like you said, there's, it's very intertwined where there's, there are things going on without, you know, without us, all the time that is part of the crazy crew. And, and they're, like you said, friendships being formed and, right. and relationships. And uh, for us, if we were going to have a get together, we'd want to do the same thing because it's, it's been huge for us as well. Yeah. We right. want to be a part of it. And I just don't being everyone at the pumpkin batch, Max and I would just be busy ringing people up and working. Yeah. Trying to working. put more toilet paper in the porta potty and emptying the trash real quick and, and more right. giving out a band-aid because someone tripped, you know, and right. And I want to have fun with everybody. And and, and and we want you guys to have fun and and we will brainstorm and maybe we'll do a big zoom or something. I don't know, but we'll have to organize and but in, in the future, because that takes quite a bit of planning to get everybody lined up. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, are COVID restrictions going to be eased enough by the end of this summer? And and I I don't think don't, not yet. I don't think so. And and our state has been pretty strict yeah. about mass gatherings. And you I know, think we're looking to early spring or or early summer next year would be the the most realistic thing that we, we could do. Oh, California is so bad that we have our own strand. It mutated in California, so now we have a <laughs> we have a South I'm only African laughing strand. <laughs> We have a I'm South la- African strand. We have a, a Brazilian strand. We have a, um, a UK strand. So we have all these major country strands, and then we have a California strand. Okay, people don't want to listen here. This is a world record long one, and I we think Uh-oh. it cuts off at an hour. We're at 58.39. So you have to tell us your pizza. Tell us your how you order your pizza. Canadian bacon, pineapple, jalapeno. It's called the spicy mm-hmm. Hawaiian. Woo. What else do we always ask? I don't know. I'm so I just confused by <laughs> spores and garlic and and I, mutated and criminal California. Minds. 
<laughs> mutated California. And if we have a crazy crew gathering, could you uh, pick out the psychopaths that might be around and bounce them out? Of I've <laughs> already got them picked out. Don't worry about anything. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, this, we love you. Thank this you has been here. this has been incredible. We thank you so much. It's been an epic, riveting epic, conversation riveting. for. The 20th episode of the greatest podcast Woo-hoo! in the history of the Look universe. Thank you so much, Mateen. That has been awesome. Love, love you too. You. Thank, thank you, you for all your uh, kind words to everybody in the lives. <laughs> you know, thank you, Crazy Crew, for helping us. Take care. That. Have a goat night, and everybody live your goat life. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.